everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry. I'm your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my co-host, Jose Angel, where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrity. So once again today, my partner in crime is going to take the reins. Who are we talking about today? Today we'll be talking about Jonathan Paul Copenhaver. He has now legally changed his name to War Machine. So I will be referring to him as either John or War Machine. Okay. Um, I actually am pretty familiar with this this person actually are you really uh yes uh i don't know if you know this about me <laughs> a secret from jose oh my gosh uh but i actually really do be following the ufc mma people sometimes shut your mouth and i'll be watching the fights and all that so <laughs> oh um, my goodness i'll shut your mouth shut your mouth bitch because <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you're lying right now no no i'm i'm not lying 100 percent. oh my goodness familiar with this case and kind of familiar with this this crazy ass dude well, yeah, like you said, he is a former MMA fighter and porn actor, and we haven't done an athlete in a while, and I think it's because, well, not anymore, but they're not in our interest, but I guess you are this sports person now. You know me, gotta butch it up! <laughs> <laughs> I never watch these mixed martial arts fights, but do you watch them sometimes? Yeah, it's so it's so crazy that you're doing this because I've just actually started falling out of it. Um, oh. It was crazy. So I was watching, I would say for a solid in the last two years, maybe since the pandemic started, 2020, I got really into the UFC clips and stuff. I had already known about it and occasionally watched before, but I was really into it in 2020 and was watching it all that, that year, 2021, up until like maybe January. And then I saw a video where they were like, oh my gosh, yeah, you love those videos of the clips and everybody's getting kicked in the head and getting knocked out. But you're, and everybody cheers when somebody gets knocked out. But what you're not understanding is that Every time that person gets knocked out, they're sustaining major brain damage. Oh, yeah. And that'll affect them in the future. And it went from, like, so entertaining to watch these fights and seeing these people get knocked out really fast or get submitted. And then you think about the long-term damage and how some of these people end up turning out and having really bad mental problems as well as physical ailments. And it was just like, yeah, this ain't really entertaining to watch anymore. It's more sad. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, if you, like, think that much into it. it. It is a risk that they're doing to provide entertainment. Yeah, and football's the same, but I don't, I've never really been into football. I'm just pitching you now, like, with a Bud Light in your hand, watching fighting. Nothing, if anything, <laughs> it would be a fucking, uh, what's that fucking, uh, the orchard apple, the hard uh, Angry orchard. <laughs> yeah, <the> angry orchard. <laughs> Green apple, to be specific. <laughs> We don't really pick that many sports scandals, and I, I know I don't pick them just because I'm not a sports person. I'm not like, you know, a jock or a bro, so <laughs> it's not it's not in my interest, not in my circle, mm -hmm. and I just don't think about them. But I decided to pick John or War Machine, and this is a heavy episode. I feel with the ones I picked lately, they have been lighter, so it's just going to be a really heavy episode, more heavy than I realized. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it deals with some real tough, uh, upsetting stuff. Yeah, all those trigger warnings, sexual assault, domestic violence, it's all there. Bleacher Report is where I got most of my information from. I know they don't have the best credibility sometimes, but I did use other sources that confirmed what they were saying. But Bleacher Report had the longest article summarizing everything. Okay. And that's why we skipped last week, because I'm like, oh my god, my, my articles are, you know, no good. Oh, okay. Understandable. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be a, it's a credible episode. Okay. Jonathan was born November 30th, 1981, making him a Sagittarius, which was surprising to me. <sighs> Why John was it surprising? Because I like Sagittarius, so I don't like John. Oh, yeah, 100%. John Griff, the oldest of three kids. He had a younger brother and a younger sister. His father was of German descent and was a police officer for the Los Angeles Police Department. His mother was Mexican-American and worked as a nurse. I couldn't really find out when his parents divorced or separated, but it happened at some point in John's childhood. John's mom stopped being a nurse and decided to become a stay-at-home mom with her new husband. I don't know if she was the one who decided this or if she was forced out of her job because she did become addicted to drugs at some point. With athletes, they give those interviews, but it seldomly goes into so much personal detail. So the information we do have of his early life 
is kind of pieced together and I don't think anyone is look, really looking to give this man a book deal so we just have what we have. Okay. At 13, John is living with his dad and his siblings are living with his mom. Again, I don't know why they split up the kids. It could be a multitude of reasons. And at this point, I would just be speculating. But I know later he does not get along with his stepfather. So that could be a factor. Yeah, and it's kind of, he's like separated, like the only separated child. He's by himself with his father. The rest of the siblings are with his mother. And to my understanding, they were all, you know, all same mother, father. So I didn't know why they separated them. Oh, damn. But when John was 13, he was at his father's house, and his brother happened to be there as well. And his father does suffer from a heart attack, and John tries to give him CPR, but he ends up dying. His nine-year-old brother, Michael, watched the whole thing happen, and it's just so tragic to lose a parent at that young age. And even more tragic when one is actively involved in trying to revive his father and the other one is watching. Yeah, that's 100% traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. to already lose him, but to um, actually just see it with your own eyes. Yeah. yeah, and I saw that Michael said that, the brother said that John kind of carried that burden around his whole life, thinking maybe if he did more, he could have saved his father, which he probably couldn't have. But, you know, when, you're, when you grow up and you're a kid, it's something that's in your head. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Michael claims from here, their stepfather takes full control and he no longer really cared about the kids. But it became more like getting a bigger house, new car, and just spending all the money on things they didn't need. So like he just life insurance money? Yeah, he just pissed away the money from the father's life insurance or pension or the something. The stepfather? The stepfather. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't fuck with that man either. That's crazy. And we're going to save it, invest our education or anything? Yeah, and with the mom being on drugs, she wasn't stopping him, and it left John to take care of the younger siblings. In 2000 and 2001, John attends college at the Citadel. Do you know what the Citadel is? Only in the Rick and Morty universe. Okay, where it's just a military college, I guess. Oh, okay. It sounds very fucking closed off and professional. (laughs) It does. Where did you go to school? The Citadel! (laughs) I know. (laughs) John left 2002 and while the citadel refused to comment on why he left he said on the joe Rogan podcast that he almost beat his stepfather to death over an argument over unpaid tuition Mm. so we could assume he left over unpaid tuition because his last day was january 27 2002 so i'm thinking maybe new semester around that time maybe he didn't have the money yeah and i I feel like you know uh Schools have no qualms in uh, being shady and saying when you got kicked out. But if you left because you couldn't pay, that's different than you getting kicked out for disciplinary reasons personally. They they probably don't know that he almost beat his stepfather to death. They just know he couldn't pay the bill. Yeah. So, again, it's just two different stories that we are kind of putting together to, like, you know, put this puzzle together. To shape his background. Yeah. So from here, after leaving college or getting kicked out of college, his plans seemed to become more about MMA fighting. And his first fight happened on February 29th, and he won. And that fight lasted one minute and was either KO or TKO. His second fight happened July 24th, 2004, and he wins, and it's a submission by rear naked choke. Yeah, that's when you get behind him. Real stiff, like then you slide that arm under that chin, and you get that other arm across that other arm, and you squeeze them real tight. And really tap out on you. Yeah, so I looked at the definition it's just a chokehold that doesn't require weapons or their uniform or anything, so it's just a term. <clears throat> and that match only lasted 25 seconds. I don't know if that's special. You hear all these times people pay to see these fights, and it's over in a minute, so I don't know how often that happens yeah um sometimes it speaks to either how really good the fighter is or how really inexperienced the other fighter could be because it's like if it's a minute oh my gosh they could be really good or the other fighter is just really that piss poor maybe or maybe he just got lucky he yeah i don't know or the third option exactly He wouldn't fight again until July 29, 2005, and he won again. And then another year for his next fight, which he lost, it was a submission to an armbar, and it lasted four minutes and two seconds. And the armbar is the most used joint lock submission move. It's when someone puts their legs across your chest 
and they mm -hmm. grab your arm. It puts pressure on your elbow. And you just pull that sucker back. Pull it back until your opponent can't take no more or that arm breaks. <laughs> yeah. If you think of MMA, it's the move they all do. Yeah. Around this time, he starts getting into some legal trouble. In 2007, he gets into a fight outside of a bar. He hits a guy and chokes him unconscious. And, you know, he knows the moves. Yes. This is the one. I I, I remember this one because he, he gives an interview. He was like, I, I was doing the guy a favor. I could have. I, I know what to do to, like, break his jaw or do whatever. I mean, <laughs> I, just, I just choked him out. That's it. In 2008, he was sentenced to 30 days of community service and three years probation. In 2007, he also appeared in the show Ultimate Fighter. Mm. He was not in the original cast, but after one of the fighters broke their elbow, he got a spot. Do you know what the Ultimate Fighter is? Absolutely. That is something I also used to watch occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, it's just where all these fighters live together and they train and fight and then get a contract with the UFC. It's like the world, like the real world slash Jersey Shore, but UFC. Yeah. What happens when people stop fighting and start getting real? <laughs> <laughs> is that their tagline? That's the real world tagline. Oh. <laughs> what, like, uh, what does it stop being whatever and start getting real? <laughs> what if, what if the Ultimate Fighter had like this? I don't know if they do, but you know, like how Jersey Shore has it, like, you know, when they pop up parties here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they be popping in on them at the gym. <laughs> Pizza party. Don't fall in love at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> War Machine didn't end up winning, but he did get a short-lived contract. Around this time, John does officially change his name to War Machine. T like, TNA legally? Was that was legally. crazy. Yeah. So the reason he does this is because TNA Wrestling was trying to trademark the name for one of their wrestlers. And they were going to sue if he used that name. So War Machine just ended up changing his name legally. <laughs> and, you know, they can't really sue if that's your legal name. I mean, that is kind of smart. But it also is like, was he really known as War Machine before he st he changed his name to War Machine? Like, that's so petty. I mean, he's already starting in this industry. He's had a few fights. He's been on this reality show. Yeah. Mm, okay. And what would he change his name to? War Machine is, I think, a cool name. Not that original, but... Battleship! <laughs> Battleship. The Titanic. I love that one better. Because I won't make it to my destination. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> September 2008, John is in another illegal scuffle. A man named Darren sees these guys shirtless outside a fitness center. I'm assuming that means gym. <laughs> And Darren mockingly calls these shirtless men tough guys. Okay. And this rubbed the guys the wrong way because next thing Darren knows, he's placed in a chokehold and loses consciousness. While he's Wait. laying on the floor unconscious, he is struck. Presumably, he is punched several times in the face. And at that time, he had facial fractures and there's a chance he would have nerve damage. So he's just like walking by in their vicinity and calls them tough guys and then gets his ass kicked? <laughs> yeah, he sees these shirtless guys outside oh the gym. Oh my god! Some gym bros and he's like, hey, you tough guys, put some shirts on or something like that. Okay, did he deserve to get... <laughs> Not that extreme. No, but also... Uh, why didn't you just walk in the gym? I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm not trying to victim blame, but it, I would have just walked in the gym. But also, how fragile is your ego? Somebody says tough guys put some shirts on or just something vaguely to but, you. Yeah, You're just tough like, guys you gotta is what kill I know for sure they said. Oh my gosh, she was complimenting your physique. <laughs> yeah, you can't just go around calling people tough guys. Mm -mm. Darren doesn't end up having nerve damage and War Machine is able to plead it down to a misdemeanor. The prosecutor didn't have a problem with it and Darren said he wasn't out to ruin anyone's life so he was okay with it being pleaded down as well. Man, they ruined they ruined your face. <laughs> Man, y'all be having leniency for people who know the arts and are, are purposely abusing them. Yeah. The prosecutor even said that his MMA experience 
had no bearings on their decision. Yeah, because he's a dumbass prosecutor. Obviously, didn't care that much. Because that makes not, I mean, you're you literally your job is to prosecute him. Why yeah. would you not try to prosecute this man who obviously is going around wielding his physical his his physical mass in a threatening way and not for good? Man, no. went win in fights consistently. He's just beating civilians. Yeah, and I, I guess every prosecutor's tried just to plead it out. I guess that's what they always do. Yeah. Make a plea deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So War Machine has to do 30 days of community service, pay some fines, and stay away from Darren. Pretty much gets off free. Yeah, basically. War Machine is also kicked off the UFC after two fights that happened in the ring. He refused a fight that was set up by the UFC matchmaker of fights, Joe Silva, and... A few things. I know I, in the past, have u- used UFC and MMA almost interchangeably before this, but UFC is the organization and MMA is the sport for all mm-hmm. you non-sport people out there like me. I was going to say, just because I know how some people can be, I usually just say them all together so people know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, USC, MMA, MMA, and USC. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how he has fights before this and after this. They just want official UFC fights. Mm-hmm. And also saying that as a person who has absolutely no knowledge, but I think UFC is like the biggest organization out of all of them. Yeah, pretty much. It went from almost about to get shut down to getting revitalized and becoming one of the biggest like organizations that has the most famous fighters and all that. Yeah. And I guess just because I never thought about it, I did not know they set up their fights. Like someone, the matchmaker set them up. Yeah, just based off interest stats. Yeah, I, price, I, of course. I guess I didn't know how that worked, but interesting. Interest. And I'm going to step away from UFC or MMA. So his record as of now total is 19 matches with 14 wins, five losses. Four of those losses were by submission. One was by decision. And his wins, eight were by knockout and six were by submission. I think that's a good record. I don't know. More wins than losses. No, yeah. It's not what you want because it it still didn't put him anywhere. But yeah, as far as uh, he won more than he lost, that's good. Yeah. Another reason he could have possibly been kicked out of the UFC is Evan Tanner, a UFC fighter, died in the desert. And that first war machine was posting on MySpace that Evan Tanner killed himself because he claimed... Evan Tanner was out of money and was getting older and didn't have a retirement plan. When more evidence came back showing that Evan died of heat exposure and texted his friends before his death saying his motorbike died and if he didn't message them in the morning to send help, it seemed it was an accident and not suicide. Anyways, I haven't really looked much into it, but War Machine took down his MySpace bulletin, but kind of doubled down with the conspiracy of it. And he was bashing the UFC saying, he wasn't trying to bash Evan, but more the UFC, which, I mean, they've had their complaints that they don't really treat their fighters well and don't pay them well, so. I yeah, f- but I you f- didn't do that. You created speculation about somebody's actual death. Yeah, and he's not the only one. Like I said, I haven't really looked into it, but he's not the only one who did it. I, I guess just, like, don't go on a public platform and do it. If your message is about the UFC being a shitty promotion and not really paying their fighters enough or paying attention to the mental wellness of their fighters and so on and so on, state your business first and your con- your so-called conspiracies last. Don't start jumping in on the conspiracies of yeah, he killed himself, yeah, he was running broken, yeah, he wouldn't feel Yeah, too just good how about he himself. says it too, yeah. That yeah, that's not the same no thing. Career, yeah. Yeah, that's not the same thing as the UFC is not doing their fighters good. That's you putting the blame on Evan initially and then changing the narrative. I agree. But yeah, I agree. Uh, When it comes to these organizations, companies, businesses who make millions and millions and billions off of these human talents and they're not treating their talent correctly, I definitely think that they should be called out. So I support him on that front, but if that's the way he did it, definitely that was some that was a shitty way. From here, War Machine becomes a porn actor in 2009 and he would go on to star in 13 films. 13? That's a 13. bad number. You should have known it was a bad. <laughs> he is invited to fellow porn actor Brooke Haven's birthday party and while there, he is with his girlfriend 
Alana Ray. Alana is also in the industry, and pretty much everyone there is as well. Okay. Something happens, and War Machine slaps Alana and drags her outside. Man. Some people say she might have flirted with someone, or he thought she was flirting with someone, or just talking to a guy, or they got into an argument. Really, who knows? And the people around are not really trying to fight War Machine, but more trying to defuse the situation. And War Machine just goes on a rampage and starts hitting everyone. It said at least eight people were attacked before War Machine leaves, men and women. And keep in mind, this is a professional MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Brooke Havens, whose, party, whose birthday party it was, would later claim this pretty much got War Machine blacklisted from the porn industry. None of these people want to work with him. And for good reason, he went on a rampage at birthday party. And you're fucking abusive to, to someone who's actually in this industry, like, more established than you. Yeah, it, like, everyone there was in the industry, and he, he's just attacking everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, you were attacking everybody once uh, people started just trying to check you for your behavior. And he would later come out and say that it was a misunderstanding, and he was just <laughs> trying to get away, but he was drunk, so he and just like, attacked like people you know. who came at him angry and he wasn't really looking at who it was and then he drove away but it, yeah it sounds like he was on a rampage from here in 2010 he's at a bar called lady day bar and the bartender asked to see his id and this must have pissed him off because war machine starts smashing the glasses off the bar top Helen, the bartender had this to say quote he got more and more irritated and then swiped his arm towards me Swiped the whole bar clean, and there were quite a few bottles on the bar, and the glass hit me. I'm not 100% sure what month that incident took place, but then in March 2010, so it can't be that much time between them, he is at another bar, and this one is called Thrusters. That's a name. <laughs> and I keep seeing it as an altercation, but I saw somewhere that it was three people he got into a fight with, and War Machine claims his friend was in a fight, and was outnumbered, so he got involved. Why Anyways. were y'all even in a fight, War Machine? <laughs> Why was there even a fight for your man to be outnumbered? Why would y'all pursue a fight that y'all are outnumbered? It sounds, man, I'm about, I mean, I know how it comes to, to, but we haven't even hit the hard, hard stuff. No, Dang, it's just, I did not know about history. All, yeah. yeah, I didn't even know about all these many incidences. Like, this man should have been locked away, bruh. Yeah. Anyways, when the top come, War Machine, he takes off running. Like a little bitch. And he makes it about 10 blocks, and then the cops do reach him. There's a photo of him on TMZ being put in the police car, and there's a spit bed on his head, so I assume he's spitting on them. He's charged with three counts of assault with a deadly weapon. And if which you look I'm... at War Machine, he looks like the type to spit. <laughs> and which I'm so surprised this has not happened before, because he is a professional fighter, so the deadly weapons are his fist. They were like, well, it's the 37th incident. Let's go ahead and book him for real, guys. I, I think this time they finally did a little. Between his sentencing, he does get another professional fight in, but he loses by submission. And he is sentenced to a year in prison and stayed a lot of that time in solitary confinement. While there, he does maintain a blog. He writes about, he writes out the blog in letters and then gives the it to a friend who would post it online yeah. and i don't know it's just ramblings of an imprisoned person nothing too much of note in the blog it's, uh, it's still up if you want to read it no not the ramblings of a, a crazy uh violent man i'm okay we got documentaries <laughs> in uh on various true crime subjects in case yeah which i'm so surprised it's not that documentaries about him it's coming but he's yeah. not a part of some like when they talk about more like the violence and sports oh. but he i haven't yeah you're right i haven't seen him have a solo one yeah when he gets out he gets a couple more fights and does win which is surprising since he couldn't really train in prison like he needed to mm -hmm. but then on october 18 2013 he does lose his last professional fight and again his record is 14 wins, 5 losses. Sometime around April 2013, War Machine started dating adult film star Christina McIndae, more famously known just as Christy Mac. Mm -hmm. 
And Christy Mack was pretty big in her field of work. Mack and War Machine met while doing a photo shoot for Hustler. After a few months, War Machine and Christy jointly decide for her to quit porn. Mostly because War Machine would get jealous, especially if she was too tired to have sex when she got home. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, bro, did you not know what you were getting into? Yeah. You, you acted like you were a, you were a wannabe adult a film star. Now you're dating a legitimate film star. Now you're like, oh. Quit your enterprising, successful career because I'm a jealous little boy. You know, to date someone in the adult film industry, that's something that you have to take into consideration. And if you have jealousy, maybe that's not for you. And mm -hmm. even having any other job, you're going to come home and be tired and don't want to have sex. So, like, mm -hmm. that's not a reason to... Oh, just quit your job that you're making way good money at. Christy says that even though she quit porn, it didn't really help things. About once a month, War Machine would choke her out and hit her open-handed. <sighs> he would take her phone away so she couldn't call anyone, especially her mom, who she would normally call. And even threatened her if she went to police and he ended up in jail, his friends would come after her and her mom. Christy even says she overheard War Machine telling someone on the phone her address and her mom's address. That's crazy. Yeah, and I don't know if he was really telling someone or, you know, just trying to scare her because it was a lot of trying to control her, trying to put that fear in her. Exactly. Yeah, I never heard about that detail, but yeah, that would kind of freak the fuck out of me. Freak me out. And this went on for about 15 months. And, you know, the cycle of domestic violence, they'd be fine. He'd get jealous and choke her out. They'd come back together. And on top of that, she was afraid to leave him. Mm-hmm. She does end up leaving him, but they are sort of on again, off again. In July 2014, they are seen holding hands in the audience of an MMA fight, which I guess when they saw that, you know, people are like, oh, they're back together, but it was all again, off again. So August 7, 2014, Christy Mack and a man named Corey Thomas are out shopping for a tattoo convention Mack is going to be at. Christy and Thomas had dated for about two months, but their relationship had turned more into a friendship. And she is also on again, off again with War Machine. So Mack at some point in the night sent a topless photo to War Machine. And War Machine responded with, quote, I need that. Mack and Thomas go back to her house eat some food, watch some Netflix, and then fall asleep on the couch. Around 12.30 a.m. on the morning of August 8th, 2014, they moved to the bed and continued to sleep. Around 2 a.m., War Machine enters the home with a key he still has and sees them in bed together. And from here, we're going to go into details, so mm -hmm. it's going to get pretty graphic. War Machine starts screaming and jumps on top of Thomas, hitting him in the face. War Machine puts Thomas in two chokeholds in the restroom and the bedroom. And at this point, Thomas is thinking he is going to die in the bedroom. But he does manage to break away, but War Machine puts him in a third chokehold. And he's yelling questions at him and biting Thomas's face and telling Christy to tell Thomas that she loves War Machine more and that she is going to marry him. And Christy does. Thomas said at this point, point his face is dripping blood and he can't really see christy but she sounds terrified thomas is looking for a way out so he starts asking war machine like what does he want does he want him to leave is he going to kill him like you know what's going to happen mm -hmm. and war machine tells him he can leave but if he does to police war machine will send his navy seal or hell's angels friends to come after him yeah and I don't know if he really has these friends, but he mentioned them in his blog, and he would threaten Christy Mack with it. It's a common thing that he's brought up. Thomas does end up leaving, but he would later say he didn't think War Machine would ever attack Christy. Okay, and Paul's right there. Okay, so I saw this part. Take I saw the video, the court video of uh, Thomas, right? His last name? Yeah. Of, of him saying that. And I was, here's the thing. He just got, like, beat. His judgment is not all the way there. But I could not believe when he said that. Because I also remember in the court video him saying that Christy sounded terrified. Uh -huh. So I thought, you said that she sounded terrified. He has just beaten you to a bloody pulp and threatened to have all these people after you. But is going to release you on the account that you don't contact the police and you leave. You agree and leave and it, it's all good because you think that's all he wanted was to beat you up and he would not hurt Chrissy. This man was biting you 
And she, like, I, I, I for some reason, I, I didn't want to like, like, harp on the man because he's a victim too. But I just was like, I don't know how you could believe that this dangerous man who just almost killed you would not also turn his anger to this woman in a in a in a house by himself. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I I think he should have left though, but I think he should have called for help. That that's that's what I was thinking. I thought when I was initially watching this video, uh before we get into even more graphic details was I thought he left, the police came and maybe there was like a standoff or something. I didn't know that it didn't end with Thomas calling the police that Thomas yeah. literally did leave. And I, I don't know. Maybe he thought in his head, like he's not being, he's not attacking Christy right now. All his anger's at me. So maybe he did believe him. I don't know why he would. I don't know what's going through his head though. Yeah. And before Thomas left, Christy was actually able to call 911. And she has heard on audio yelling, stop it, John over and over again. Mm-hmm. But the connection is dropped, and nine one one tries to call back. But at this point, Christy cannot answer the phone because she knows John will be coming after her. So she knows, yeah, at this point that John War Machine is going after he's done with Thomas. He's going to come for her. Yeah. Once Thomas leaves, John tells Christy to go to the restroom and get into the shower. Christy says she doesn't remember when he started hitting her, but he's hitting her and screaming at her, and she's tasting her own blood. She is then on the restroom floor, naked, and John is going through her phone, looking at who she's following on Twitter and on Instagram, and hitting her when he doesn't find something he likes. From here, Christy is telling him she needs to go to the hospital, but he tells her they won't be able to help her. He grabs a dull knife that Christy had laying around that she used to open packages and letters and uses it to cut up her wigs, and then he cuts off her the hair on her head. Mm-hmm. He then starts pushing the knife into her ear but it breaks but he is able to still cut her head and hands with it towards the end of the two hour attack he tells her quote this is my pussy and i'm going to take it back now but he couldn't get erect he's getting more and more angry and tells her now he's going to have to kill her he gets up grabs her phone grabs his phone and she can hear him in the kitchen looking for something Christy thinks he was looking for a new knife, and she knows if he comes back, he's going to kill her. So she manages to run out of the balcony and jump two fences and knock on a neighbor's door. The neighbor called police, and Christy hides behind a wall. She is taken to a hospital and has 18 broken bones around her eyes, a broken nose, 12 missing teeth, a fractured rib, and a ruptured liver. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, just being sadistic and just just honestly he was torturing her just the worst human being one of the worst human beings ever that not only we talked about but like on this earth to do that to somebody who loved and trusted you because the the thing is even just like there could be no explanation to come up that would even partially excuse anything that he did to Chrissy and I don't know if I just just like personally I don't know if I could post them on our Instagram post but uh those pictures of Chris Christy in the hospital are fucking heartbreaking yeah she does Um, later post her pictures just she 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 not only looks terrible in the sense of that she's been beaten almost beyond recognition she just looks so incredibly sad and heartbroken in the pictures. And she even had to raise money to get like facial reconstruction surgery. Yeah, it was a whole process. Like he really did some like in some cases fixable, but in a lot of cases, especially mentally, irreparable damage to that woman who didn't yeah, like- deserve it. Cutting off her hair with that knife. That was just to humiliate her and to, to break her torture her. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it is really one of the horrible, most horrible ones we have covered yet. Mm-hmm. So after Christy calls the police, John takes off. Where he takes off when he notices she's gone, and to his former coach and friend Brad Dreyer that he's going on the run. Brad doesn't really understand what's happening, but tries to get in contact with War Machine. And two days later, on August tenth, 
when Brad hears what happened. He's able to get in contact with John, and John is telling him his lawyer told him to wait until Matt comes out with an official statement. And Brad's just telling him, it doesn't matter in this situation. Like, he went too far. He can't get away with this. Yeah, motherfucker. What do you mean, statement? Yeah, it's way too severe that it's just like a statement is going to come out and you're going to release a statement and be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, you, your, your ass is literal grass. <laughs> yeah, and at that point, Mac and Thomas have both come out with their saying what's happening, but on August 11th, three days after, that's this is when Christy Mack posts the photos of her injuries online, and this is when it really becomes in the news. Mm-hmm. August 15, 2014, War Machine is captured in a hotel room, and Brad Dreyer says that that wasn't the real War Machine that he knew. It was, called by, it was caused by War Machine being on steroids and antidepressants, which I know very little about steroids, and I know they can cause rage, but it seems... That this was more than just steroid use. Yeah. Um, how long did Brad know War Machine? Because no offense, seems like War Machine was doing this for a while. So yeah, sounds he like had- lip service to me. Sounds like you'll say anything to 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 make sure that at least it don't come back on you. But I mean, I get it. Support your friend, but. It's not the war machine. You knew what he's been getting into misdemeanors, fights, batteries, assaults for years now. Before you, he, even yeah, he had a history of violence outside of the ring, mm-hmm. and a history of domestic violence. At this point, we can just assume he's a very violent person. Yeah, and I mean, it's his whole life. It's starting from when he's eighteen, beating his stepfather. Maybe that's why. That's what is causing. You know what caused all his anger? What caused this is his upbringing kind of but it doesn't excuse any of it yeah just him having a lot of trauma and anger built up that just was never worked on and was instead compounded by an even worse parental situation once his father died Uh and then you getting in your way he got his revenge or he got his um triumph by beating his stepfather and he gets, he feels like he gets victory and joy from that. So then that just translates into how he solves all his problems slash how he brings himself up, how he interacts with people. It's just violence all around in different ways, but violent nonetheless. That's that's his main language to express his emotions. Yeah. In court, John or War Machine is often smiling or laughing and he even blows a kiss. He's told by the judge he needs to stop it. And I mean, he doesn't really stop it. His yeah, th- he was a piece of shit who knew his time was coming. I couldn't wait. Yeah, he, he was very talky in that courtroom. His defense attorney had this to say, and this is a direct quote that I found. And it's, quote, that Mac's line of work indicated consent and had instilled in her the desire, the preference, the acceptability towards a particular form of sex activities that were outside of the norm, which is just a horrendous thing to even try and justify this attack that was caused by her or that she wanted it. Yeah, I understand as a defense attorney, you, you, the goal is to prove your child, uh, not child, <laughs> prove your client innocent or to at least put enough doubt in the jury or judge's mind to at least show that your client could have not done this beyond reasonable doubt. But that is some despicable shit right there. To sit there and say that because she she was an a, a adult film actress, she automatically gives her consent to any and all sexual uh, advances. That's fucking crazy. And also say that that means she's also into like all different types of sex, implying like rough rape play stuff like that. That's crazy as fuck. Yeah, I saw it say that, you know, her and War Machine sets life was always rough and that's just how it was. And it's just bullshit. It's, you know, a way to try to slut shame her and try to. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, I, I get he's doing his job. Behavior. Yeah. I get he's doing his job. It's just, it's sickening. I feel like that's still like, there's a way to do your job. And then there's just like you literally just being Scum of a terrible, yeah, a terrible fucking human being. I get it. A defense attorney, you, you're employed by War Machine. But to have that statement come out of your mouth, I mean, I feel like there's better ways to paint somebody as a, 
I think there's even better ways to victim blame than that. That's just bottom of the barrel horrendous. Which I get they were trying to, you know, oh, she's a porn star. She's horrible. Because even, I guess, yeah, that's what they're going to do. I feel a lot of people think, oh, porn star, yuck, she deserved it. And absolutely not. Even in the court, she, I was watching a few videos of it. And before, you know, she's like, she normally dresses as, colored hair and her tattoos are showing but when she's on stand Mm -hmm. they cover up her tattoos and she has like short blonde hair and it's to make her look more wholesome or which i get so that the jury can relate to her but it's even horrible that she has to do that like just let her be how she wants to look she doesn't have like no matter how she looks she didn't invite this attack on herself even if she was cheating on war machine she did not mm-hmm. invite this attack on herself mm-hmm. exactly. nothing calls this attack besides him yeah people just have so many preconceived notions and just so much so they have these rigid ways of thinking that that is how you have to like come at people you have to try to outsmart them so that they don't um paint uh christy or other victims in a corner like you mm-hmm. have to dress them a certain way. They have to be toned down. They have to be more demure and all this other stuff, whether it's their personality or not, just so you can get their story across. And in yeah. the in the it also is in the other way when it's like somebody who definitely did that shit using that to their advantage, like Jody uh Arasis uh, Arias. Aries, Arias is Aries. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I was like, how I saw your last night, yeah. Old girl had that blonde hair swinging, had that ass, them titties out. But as soon as she was uh, accused of killing somebody, hair dark, mousy glasses with the bangs hiding her eyes, wearing all the cardigan sweaters. Yeah, I get why they do it. I just, I don't always like it. Yeah. While in jail, John does try to take his own life, but he is stopped by a prison guard. Yeah, you're going to lit his shit out. Yeah, he is charged with 34 counts ranging from battery, sexual assault, kidnapping, and attempted murder, and is found guilty of 29 of those charges. He is sentenced to life in prison and will be eligible for parole after he has served 36 years. Since being in prison, he has found God, he has gotten married to his pen pal, and takes pictures with her and her son from a previous relationship. He also wrote Max saying he forgives her and hopes she can forgive him. He forgives her. That was his first letter that he wrote out, yeah. Skirt, bitch. Fuck that. Don't send me no letters. I know. Later, he says he blamed her at first for cheating on him, but the blame is all on him, and he hates the man he used to be. Mm. Which, I'm glad he's starting to take accountability now, and I'm not someone who really believes in prison for most people, but this is a man that I think deserves to be in prison. I don't think he can control himself, and maybe it's that childhood trauma, Maybe it's the steroids. Maybe it's you, the hits to the head. I don't know. Yeah. But he does not deserve to be free. And that's kind of where we leave off with him. I, I honestly don't even think he should be paroled after 36 years. I know he'll be an old man then. I, I just don't deserve think he deserves it. I think he's a yeah. danger to society. Yeah, I agree. You do your crime, pay for him. And the despicable things that he did set the tone for his life. And that is how he deserves to live it. Um, prison is very harsh, but I think it is definitely deserved for the harsh criminals in our world. And he is definitely the harshest. Yeah, he's, he's doing good. better in there. He's he's found God. He got himself a wife. He's he's doing good. Yeah, I don't care about none of that shit. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know, glad for the journey. Um, keep Christy's name out your mouth, out your hand, um, out your ears and all that. Uh, focus on finding Jesus and your new wife. And all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I definitely think he. I don't know. I'm all for rehabilitation. So it is kind of hard for me to say. He's an old ass man. Uh, Should he be let out if he has. If by all intents and purposes. It seems like he's learned his lesson. You do feel bad. But it is. it's, It's just like. You get your life. You decide your own actions. And set the tone whether things have been done to you or you've done things to people. So at that point, yeah, if he's sentenced to life, he's sentenced to life, uh, parole, 
I, I don't. Yeah. We've seen people get parole uh, at 80 and 90 and still be badass criminals. So who's to say? Yeah. Who's to say? But, you know, know uh, I'm glad he's a better person. Um, do I really still care? Then again, he's no. a better person because he's being watched. He's in there. He doesn't have the freedom to do yeah. that. If if you're spreading your story and you're telling other people not to be abusive pieces of shit like you, then I am all for it. Um, past that, done and dusted. Done and dusted. We I just do hope like Christy's to- okay. Because yeah. it's been years, but that type of stuff, that leaves that leaves scars forever. And, and even and even uh Corey Thomas, because that shit the impact of what happened to you and then what happened after you left, that could still leave a, a definite Im- impact on you as well. So it's just like he could be a better person, but he he interfered in these in these two people's lives, in all those other people's lives in a way that can never be forgotten. Lifetime trauma, because I could just think of you wake up in the middle of the night like everyone does, and you they probably have that fear if they wake up for no reason because that's how they woke up and they were attacked. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, they've recovered physically, but those mental scars are always going to be there. That mental trauma is always going to be there. And all those people who like put batteries in his back, like all those people who just kept standing by and training with him and supporting him and still getting him fights when he was a known domestic abuser and a known um, assaulter to civilians. It's just crazy to me. Like people, yes, a war machine needed to be held accountable for his actions, but other people do too. Like that whole R. Kelly situation. It's like when y'all start locking people up, y'all need to start locking these managers, these agents, these background friends you need to lock these other people's up as accessories because it's like can't no one person who that's a lie one person can't do some damage but also a lot of people shield and embolden them by just keep enabling their hate behavior keep putting them on center stage giving them these platforms like some other people need to be held accountable whether it's it's uh from like the legal system when it comes to jail time or just at least monetarily, financially, like people need to to lose something substantial to learn that when people show you who they are, they should not have the privilege of becoming famous, of gaining fame, uh, money and status overall is what I'm saying. I do want to say as soon as the allegations came out about domestic violence, Bellator, I believe it's pronounced Bellator MMA. Bellator. Bellator, okay. (laughs) It's an organization of MMA fighting like the UFC, and, you know, they dropped him immediately, and maybe more like the UFC. I don't know what their policy is, like if they hear about domestic violence, drop the fighter. They're they're wishy-washy, honestly. You got some of their best fighters who have been accused, and ain't nothing happened, maybe a fine. And then you have some of their fighters who have been dropped. Yeah. Um, we do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media we want to talk about, recommend, or discuss. Do you want to go first? Um, sure, sure, sure. So this is a weird one, but okay, I'm gonna choose a game. Um, I think I've already we've talked about it briefly, just in passing, but not as a media. But I'm gonna pick The Sims, and I'll tell you why. The Sims has been a part of my life since I was a child. I love The Sims. Um, it all stems from my mother. Uh, my family, we were a blockbuster Hollywood video, family video type of family for a long time. You know, we would go down there. Everybody get one, everybody get two if they had a special, whatever. Sometimes in the later days or later years, we got games. And uh, when The Sims came out, my mama played the shit out of it. And I used to just love watching her build these houses. And then she eventually passed it on to me and showed me how to play, uh, showed me the cheats because I'm trying to get that money. <laughs> expeditiously and it was just great like we played all the scent we played the first one we played sims busting out um 
the herbs, which is very underrated, but that was my shit. That's the one with the black eyed peas. Let me not get into the songs, but the songs make no sense because they're not even in the English language. But bitch, I'll be bopping to the weird ass Simish, Simlish English songs. Um, Sims 2, 3, all, basically all of them. And then when we had a computer that had the space, we would buy. Um, the computer version, because you got to do so much more shit. I'm not a big gamer, but uh, games that have been uh, with me since childhood, like Crash, Grand Theft Auto, and um, Sims, those are very near and dear to my heart. It's stuff that everybody in my family play uh, when they want to. Like, We all have the games we like for, for us, like Hitman for some, 2K for some, but everybody in my family at least knows and loves a sim game of their choice so it's just the legacy my mother passed down to me and it's something different uh it's a different type of media than i've done before so yeah does anybody play the sims without the cheat codes like i really want to know sometimes like um when i whenever i first got a sim game i would play for as long as i could get as far as in my career ladder and then um, when I did like free play, when you create your house and your family, I was like, bitch, give me $100,000 because I want the expensive wallpaper, the expensive tile. <laughs> <laughs> I want a barbecue grill and a pool. I, I played The Sims before briefly. I I think I for some reason, my roommate on there, I hated the roommate on there. So I would spend like all my time like trying to find ways to make her unhappy. Bruh, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember um, the first time I learned about uh, CPS, I was playing the first ever Sims uh, on PlayStation and I had a baby, which I didn't even know you could do. And I had the baby and they was like, blah, 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 work in an hour. And I was like getting ready for work and I left for work and my baby was in the crib and they was like, Bitch, while you was at work, uh, CPS came and took your child. <laughs> no, they did not. Like, it was so, <laughs> if you know, it's like the Grim Reaper. Like whenever something bad happens, that music comes on, it gives me goosebumps. So I was at work and I just heard that <laughs> dum da dum da, and they just showed this worker getting out the car and snatching my baby out the crib. <laughs> I did not know that happened out there. That's hilarious. I could not believe it. Said so took my baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. My media for today is going to be the TV show, Grace and Frankie. You're so fake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love Grace and Frankie. I think I told you about it. Don't you... It could be a media, but don't you dare try to rewrite history. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I told you about it. Um, yeah, okay. Let's tell your story and I'll tell mine. So I started watching Grace and Frankie, and at first I was a little weary about it because i'm like what can these older people have that's interest to me like you know we just were at different points in our lives like how can that be interest but it is hilarious it's about grace and frankie and their husbands turn out to be gay and at first grace and frankie hate each other and they both live in a beach house together but mm. then they come together and they're best friends but they're not lesbians just their husbands are gay and Wish it's kind of how their life revolves around each other and how they learn to get past it in the laughs along the way. And it finally just ended, which finally, like, you know, Netflix gives us a series that ends properly. Mm -hmm. But I haven't watched it because <laughs> there's a lot of shows that I really love, but I never watched the ending. Interesting. Same with me. Not same. There's just a few shows where it's, sometimes I just don't get to the ending. Like, but yeah, I'll get to maybe the last episode and I'll stop watching. Mm. Like, private practice, never finish that one. Oh, I was never going to. No, I was into private practice when it was actually airing on TV because I was really into Grey's Anatomy at that time. And then after the first couple seasons, it just got so convoluted. I was just like, Lord, this is not even worth it no more. Big Love, never finish that one. I never started it. It was too much for me. It's so good. Dexter. I watched all this all this episodes except for the last like three. And then I found out how it ended and I said, Well, do I really need to finish it? <laughs> Dexter was forced upon me. I've never liked it. 
You never liked it? Oh my gosh. The, when I first discovered Dexter, those first seasons, oh my gosh, they were magnificent. I think because I, okay, so I would always be stoned when I watched it, and I would go over to someone's house, we'd smoke, and then they put Dexter on, and I would always hate watching it then, so maybe if I wasn't stoned, I would like it more. Who's trying to watch Dexter like that? That's not even fun. That sounds no, scary. It wasn't even scary. I was just so bored. That's even worse. You should at least be having fun. Yeah, I think it's because I could not focus on it. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But let me tell everybody the real story of Grace and Frankie. Oh, I just said. Katrina was watching Grace and Frankie and was like, hmm, this is hilarious. Who would probably love this hilarious show? My bestie, Jose. Do, 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 do. Next time we hang out. Hey, Jose. Got this new great show. It's called Grace and Frankie. You should watch it. You talking about the one with them two old women? I don't like watching old people shows. <laughs> Why want to watch some old ass women on TV? Maybe, maybe one day. And I said, you just don't know what you're missing. Cut to this man finally realizing after long, long waits. And me just, and I was not even on Grace and Frankie. I have watched, because you know what happened? I know how Grace and Frankie ends, which I... It's it's Grace and Frankie will always be a good show to me, but the first two seasons are the best part of Grace and Frankie. Everything else kind of drags on. I think it ended well. Everything makes sense, but I definitely think that the first two seasons were the best part of Grace and Frankie, and um, everything else they just did a lot sometimes. I kind of saw the ending too because I saw the Trixie and. Katya reacting to it. Oh my god, the queens who like to watch. Oh my gosh, I love that series. I'll be watching that when I can. I just started it. Um, but as you know, as children get older, I'm getting older too. So I kind of think I might have said that at the time. Yeah, you're maturing. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think out of the two of us, are you more Grace or are you more Frankie? Um, I think if I had to pick one, I guess I would be more uh, Frankie than Grace. And you and you could be both, but you're definitely more uh, Grace than Frankie. Ooh, why? Uh, because you're very business-minded and forward-thinking. But you also have a relaxing fuck-it attitude from time to time as well. That is true. The, the thing is, you're, you're a good balancer. Like, when you ain't fucking with something or somebody, you let it be known and you're upfront about it. But also, if shit needs to be done and you got a plan, you are also very upfront about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I'm more Grace, you're more Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like it. I, that's my media. Thank you guys for listening. Do you have anything else to add before we leave? Um, I just finally registered, made a Discord because, you know, I pay for people on Patreon. Um, but here's the thing. I have no fucking idea how to work a Discord. So if anybody no. has advice, tips, tricks, how to navigate, how to communicate, how to experience elate, a Discord, let me know, because um, I still don't know how to work Reddit, but I ain't ready to tackle that beast yet. <laughs> okay, I love Reddit, but I don't know anything about Discord either. We the old bitches in the club. <gasps> has it finally happened? I think it has. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We're the young ones. Hey. We're these litty, little TD bopper podcasters. <laughs> 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 these new kids on the block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening if you did like this episode i know it was a heavy one but please rate us five stars leave a review and if you don't leave a bad review at least tell us why and like a bad rating tell us why mm-hmm. um, 
If you want to reach out to us, there's Instagram, which is Save You Sorry, spelled just like the podcast. You can give us an email. You can write us an email. Our Gmail is Save You Sorry, spelled just like the podcast at gmail.com. So Save You Sorry at gmail.com. And you can write us, give us your email, not your emails, <laughs> give us your media suggestions. You're and obsessed with email. I know. Just email. Email it all. Did <laughs> <laughs> I mention email? But give us your. I was about to say email suggestions. <laughs> Give us your media suggestions and your suggestions on who we should cover next. Our Twitter is Save You Sorry, but the your is spelled you are. We do have a Patreon. Last week we released a Patreon episode. We are falling behind, but no one has really been on there, so it doesn't really matter. But I mean, yeah, we do what we want around here, okay? <laughs> one day we'll be back to posting on there more regularly. <sighs> but there is some episodes on there, I believe. There's um, at least three episodes that aren't. There's two. I never edited the third one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there's two. <laughs> but, thank you so much for listening. Um, bye. Bye.